Hey, welcome to the One Life Podcast. We talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. My name is Sarah Inman. I'm one of the co-hosts of the podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my friend, I added that, co-host of the podcast, oh. and our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson. Like, when did that get added? Is that today? It's, today. I just decided. <laughs> it's, it's been uh, like a year here. and a half. Yeah. Finally worked up to friend. Well, that's, a year and a half. We've been doing this for four years, Brett. Are you serious? Yeah. It's been four? Yeah. I really did think it was a Started year and a half. Started in like 18 okay. or 19, I think, yeah. Holy cow, okay. Well, the table so series. It, it took four years to be called friend. Okay. Yep. It's even worse. Yeah, that's great. Well, great uh, to see you too, friend. Yep. Yeah. Brett, tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on in the series we're on and kind of who we've been talking to. What's going on is uh, we're doing the series called Because, and uh, we are kind of doing what I would I've nickname an intensive and what we're doing is not just Sunday morning material, but we want to uh, encourage people to do uh, daily readings and also some things during the week, some content during the week that would be a little bit different. The podcast is a good example uh, to just move people from one level in their worship to the next is really the goal is uh, how can we all have a richer, deeper experience of worship and understand it on a deeper level and and just have it mean something more in our lives. And uh, so we're hoping to through the intensive kind of hitting it from as many directions as we can think of and then having the special event at the end of it all, uh, it'll really help people break through. So uh, today we have a couple more of our worship leaders. And the reason we're doing that is because we want you to be able to relate to them a little bit more and also just kind of hear from them what they're really thinking and what they've been through as they're leading from the platform, kind of a behind the scenes kind of view of things. It's always fun to learn from people. I'm excited because one, it's just friends, but also People from the West Side, yeah. so people from West Campus. They got friends on the very first episode they've ever been on. Pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Didn't have to spend four oh, years earning your way. Look yeah. at that. I haven't even been friends with Sarah for four years, so this is... I don't cool. know. Uh, Jessica, we went to college together, sort of. <laughs> true. So we what knew a each other in college, right. yeah. And then we reconnected at, at One Life, so... Um, anyway, yeah. So we always want to start off kind of just learning a little bit about you guys and telling us um, just a little bit about who you are and maybe kind of how long you've been attending One Life and what that first experience was like even jumping into leading worship and what that meant meant to you. We'll start with Jessica. Okay. Well, hello friends. Um, (laughs) So I have um, been doing music really since I was a kid. So it was really, I grew up in a family that was very musical. And so um, worship and and playing was just part of our expressions of our faith. Um, So I play keys and do vocals over at West and um, I started going to West in 2019, um, and then I joined the worship team shortly before the world shut down. So it was um, neat to get kind of connected to a team, and then when we switched to having to shut down our locations and just do broadcast, it was really cool to be able to be a part of that and, and support that, and then be able to help reopen the West Campus. So, And you guys started coming... It was right around the Centered series, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because I yeah. remember the, the Centered groups that we did. So we did some conversations, watched the oh, films, okay. yeah. um, and sitting in those. So I remember that. But was, you helped with the broadcast when we were doing that mm-hmm. during 2020 and everything? Yeah. And actually liked it? Had a good time? Well, I mean, it was hard. It wasn't <laughs> ideal, right? Okay. But okay, that good. was yeah. part of what we have <laughs> yeah. to do is is pivot. So I thought it was a great idea. A lot of people didn't. You know, I, yeah. I heard those criticisms. Well, it's you know, okay. you have, you my, have my to feelings do are okay. So. okay. That's right. You got to risk it. That's right. Yeah. We had to figure some things out. We worked yeah. through it and... And in the end, I think we created a lot of new, we learned a lot of new things. Learned it, so a lot absolutely. of new things. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. how it goes. 
Okay. Seth, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, yeah. So I uh, play bass guitar and also help sing and lead over at West. I've actually been there. It'll be 10 years in October is when, is how long it I've has been. been 10 years. 10 All years. right. Cause you, did you start at West or did you? I did. I did. So when I first moved to Evansville in 2012, uh, I was already, I'd been involved at my previous church playing music and leading. I hadn't, wasn't really singing, uh, just playing bass guitar and knew I wanted to get involved when I moved down. So went to actually CFC and Crossroads first, and then One Life was my was another stop, and it was a Project Sunday, which we used to do, oh, and yeah. uh, I think it was Jake Moyes was playing guitar that day, and they did the Pretender, they did Pretenders by Foo Fighters, and that's like one of my favorite bands, and I was like, oh, I'm sold, I'm coming to this church. So, <laughs> <laughs> see, I hear, I always say, I hear a lot of those stories. Yep. People say things they could name the Prelude that yep. they came in on that was a that was a thing and a foo fighters in projects where the joke was always there had to be a foo fighter song in every single one of them yep. i think there i think there was honestly i actually did a, I did i did a project and we did yeah. all my life with yeah. the foo, foo fighters in lincoln park yeah. I, I don't know what that what that was yeah we always did one of the two <laughs> yeah how long have you been, been playing bass uh since eighth grade so yeah. was that 12 13 something like that so making so seth a, a very interesting deep and you know intelligent yeah. guy but mm-hmm. but, but start, actually i started playing started playing cello first and really? orchestra and then one of my best friends uh he was playing bass and they needed somebody to fill in so i just kind of stepped so did over you start with stand-up bass mm-hmm. double yep. bass yep so can you still do that uh, yeah it's been a long time have they ever had you do it at west yeah yeah, Ryan Ryan England actually has an upright bass I've played a couple times. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Have you done the bow and the cello mm-hmm. and all that? Uh, not, I haven't played the cello since middle school. So the I, could, I favorite definitely could not play that anymore because it's, it's, oh, it's string okay, totally different. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, so then kind of shortly thereafter, uh, I was playing kind of a similar situation to Jessica where my, my dad was in choir growing up. He played piano and pretty pretty musical and just started to get involved really, really early on uh, Playing, playing bass guitar once I swap, swapped over. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. See, that's right. Landed in the classy spot on the band. Mm. If right. anyone doesn't yeah. know, Brett plays bass. So we just have to make sure <laughs> we figure that out. out. <laughs> make sure if you haven't listened over the past four years. Yeah, yeah you might, it might have slipped your mind. Yeah. Not, not widely known that that's yeah. a thing. Well, yeah. you do a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Including but, being your friend. <laughs> so, as, and what, we're, what we are out to do is. Uh, just to kind of discover your uh, that's your journey at One Life and kind of the technical thing, but also we want to help people in their in their journey in worship. And so, one question we've been asking is uh, what I call a tipping point question. Like we all uh, start off if we start off in church, most of us anyway, maybe not all, but we start off kind of songs are always a part of church services, no matter where you go, no matter how formal, they're always in there somewhere. And so you cooperate with that, you do it. All right, yeah, they're they're not the greatest songs, maybe, but I. That's what churches do, and we sing along. But was there a point, and what did that look like when you went from kind of doing the song service to uh, this is real worship, and this is a part of I'm really going to engage in this on some deeper level where it meant something? Do you remember any kind of tipping point? That and, and what was that? Uh, I was as as I was kind of you know reading and thinking about this question beforehand. I really I really don't think I could pinpoint like a specific time. You know, it's just like yeah, it's, you know, this particular service. But it was when when I started to realize that worship isn't necessarily a reflection more of me, where it's you know it's not it's not necessarily how I feel about it. It's a response to what God has done in my life, 
whether or not I feel like I want to worship or not, or, you know, the kind of mood or mentality that I'm in, you know, you can go back through the Psalms and, you know, David was, you know, he wrote songs when he was getting, you know, tracked down by people and when he was in good times too. So it's, you know, it's kind of, kind of irrelevant where you're at on the spectrum. It's more of a response to what, you know, God has done in your life. And Seth, I think you win the prize for the day that that is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not a wrong or right answer, but that's a really good one because that is one of the things that it actually because stands for. I worship because God is, and you kind of fill in the blank. Uh, and oftentimes we can all fall into, we all have the whole thing of it's a reflection of how I feel, which is a little bit different. What about you, Jessica? Mm-hmm. Well, um, now that I know Seth gave the right answer, um, <laughs> I guess I'm going to give the wrong answer. That's right. uh, so Try again. I yeah. uh, grew up at a time, so I'm in my mid-30s, and um, as I was coming of age, I went to a church that had traditional music, so hymns, organ, um, all of that, and um, they were making the switch to contemporary music. So Ooh. for those who Uh-oh. grew up in the church, you may recall when this kind of happened, oh, yeah. and it was a whole like, oh, well do we add a contemporary worship in between the two regular services or do we change one of the services to contemporary and keep the traditional? And uh, I was fortunate enough that kind of both camps of music gave um, middle schoolers and high schoolers the opportunity to be part of it. So I sang in the traditional choir and then I got to start um, being a part of the contemporary group as it formed. And so it was really neat um, because I think we associate modern worship music with like hand raising and, and these like physical examples of worship but you know there are lyrics and old hymns that are just so deep and so beautiful in ways that perhaps modern music is not and so it was neat to get to have experiences in both types of music and realize that um, worship really transcends the style of music and it comes from from your heart it comes from a place of of what is motivating you to do this so so when you when you were making crossing that bridge from one to the other, uh-huh. did you have a kind of resistance inside of you of the modern stuff? Were you no? I was excited because I've been listening yeah. to like Avalon and Phillips Creek and Dean and you know <laughs> oh, wow. all these players. So I'm throwing out a lot there of the classics there. So I'd listen to those, um, but then to get to sing music that sounded like that was exciting. So at oh, first sure, I was okay. like, yeah, new music, new music, get rid of the old music, and then <laughs> I really came to love all forms of music and then whatever, you know, the future of worship looks like too. Like it's beautiful because people are expressing their love for God through a certain style of music. So it's neat to, to recognize those things as time progresses. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's always fun to think about kind of those moments of like you listen to music and maybe you listen, I don't know if you guys both grew up in church and being a part of music in that space, um, and then kind of hearing different music that's not necessarily something you'd hear at church. And then as you kind of start to realize, oh, sometimes I can listen to things that are on the radio and then I hear them at church. Like, it's this really interesting mm-hmm. kind of connection to, like, not just something you hear on a Sunday, but something you can hear throughout the week. And then you start buying music and all these things. Was there a time for you when it became like, oh, this is when I wanted to be a part of being on a team, kind of leading and playing keys, even at church? Yeah. Um, I think... The, the church that I went to as a child, it, they were really b- good about creating spaces. Um, and then my parents were really good at putting us into the spaces, occasionally against our will. But mom, if you're listening <laughs> to this, I say thank you okay. for that. Like, I remember being taken to, like, kids' choir. Uh, we were called the Joyful Singers, and it was kids' choir. Oh, right. And right. I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go and sing. And 
absolutely loved the very first time. And then I was a joyful singer, third grade through fifth grade, with much joy in my heart. So sometimes... <laughs> joyful singer. Sometimes our parents know best and maybe need to push us into um, situations. But I think creating space, you know, I was maybe 16 or 17 when I started playing keys and in church and... Um, I don't think I would have sought out that. I don't think I was brave enough at the time, but people said, hey, I know you play piano. Would you want to come to a rehearsal and play with us? And so um, having grownups, grownups, having adults in my life that (laughs) made me feel comfortable to have those experiences was really, really great. What about you, Seth? Uh, I know, you know, seeing my dad involved, you know, as involved in the choir that he was, they had, you know, quartets that he was a part of, the church that I, that I, I, my, my old home church, uh, it was about 120 person choir and he was one of the ones like he would do quartets. We had a full orchestra. So being that I played bass, they only had one bass player. So my dad was just like, Hey, you should come and play. And uh, then that same kind of thing where, you know, we were doing Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir music. which oh, yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I just listen to them all the time. Uh, so then, you know, kind of similar things started to make that transition of doing more contemporary stuff and people just kind of weren't, more, were more resistant to it, kind of started dropping off of the orchestra. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I actually, uh, they were like, well, we need a bass guitar player. Do you want to start playing bass? And then I was gift my I was actually given my very first bass guitar and started started from there with it. So you started uh, learning bass specifically for church. Church. Yep. Interesting. Look at that. There you go. That's right. Wow. That's, yeah. That's so. Once you were in that world, uh, how did that change your view of worship and leading worship? Because when you're doing it from the platform, it's a little bit different than when you're kind of facing from the seats. I mean, there were. Were there any mental breakthroughs or or obstacles that you remember going on with that? Hmm. Uh, I know. I actually, I can, I can still. It wasn't even playing on Sunday morning because I actually, I, I did our high school classes when we had a full band for that. Uh, I can just remember like how nervous I was playing in front of my peers. Mm-hmm. Uh. I even now it was 15 years ago, 16 years ago. And I can still remember that very first time that I played, but it was, yeah, it was just, it's, it's such a cool thing to be able to lead other people in worship. You still get nervous? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) She's laughing because it's, it happens every (laughs) single time I play about, I can tell, I don't even need a clock five minutes before I'm playing. I get these butterflies in my stomach. I just get kind of nerves. It's not, it's not, I'm not nervous because like I have all my music memorized, but it's that five minutes right before I say it, it, it reminds my, it reminds me that I'm human and that I still need God to come and take over. Well, and I think that's important. That's something simple, but important for people to realize that are in the congregation as they're being led uh, not everybody gets nervous, but most do. I would say probably eighty percent experience at least some of that. Like, like when you get up, it is nerve wracking, and if you mess up, you feel it a whole lot more than the room does. I mean, most worship teams, you'll go through something, and that and the congregation probably wouldn't notice unless it's a really bad mistake. But a lot of times, teams will walk off and go, "Oh my gosh, what was going on with that?" And it, it can be very nerve wracking. You you get nervous before you go on, Jessica? Uh, well, now I feel like if I say I don't, <laughs> no, it's not, yeah, like I said, eighty percent. You uh, might be the one that. So I I don't get a lot of um, stage fright unless it's a new song that I am leading vocally, mm. and then I'm like, oh my. I'm going to ruin this song because everybody talks about the, oh, the first time I heard 
a specific song and, and how it spoke to me. And it's like, great, is this going to be the first time? Right. And it's like really, really rough. And then you did it, one. you blew it. Right, yeah, okay. right. Yeah, there's a lot so, of pressure there. Yeah. So if it's a new one, then then I get a little bit of Do you feel like then that they wouldn't, they wouldn't listen to it again. They're like, "Wow, I only get one try. I'm not gonna, not gonna sing it the second time." Right. Well, I'm sure they're not gonna mutiny, but in my <laughs> mind, you know, it's oh no, it won't yeah. be meaningful to them. That's awesome. Yeah. But it's rarely, it's rare to be able to spot people being nervous. I mean, every now and then I've I've heard it in kind of shaky voices and things, but for the most part, I think most people in the congregation just assume, "Oh yeah, you're up right. there, just cranking away and." No problem, uh, but it is good for people to know that uh, these are just normal people who are sweating it a little bit because they don't want to, because we always said we don't want to be a distraction. That's one of the rules right. of leading worship. The reason you practice is because, and you take it more seriously, is because even people who can't carry much of a tune, if you guys hit a wrong chord or if you sing off key or whatever, everybody knows, mm-hmm. and it distracts from that moment. And most of us like to look at the words or close our eyes and just go into the song and not think about it. So thanks for the hard work <laughs> and fighting through your nerves. Yeah. Seth, way to go. Yeah, and it's, I was going to say, it's like the weirdest thing because five, about five minutes before, and then as soon as we start playing, it all goes away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it immediately, as soon as we start into the first song, yep. it all goes away. So. And, and you guys, I mean, oh, so this is something I want to hit on. And um, I, I was thinking about this a little bit because it's, what's unique is we have you both on here and you're both on a worship team together at our West campus. And we talked about that a little bit at the beginning, but talking about what the experience of being on a team with other people has been like, because even as you go into, like maybe you have a little bit of nerves and you said they go away, I'm sure a couple of things happen. One, like you're just into that moment and you're a part of the worship experience with everyone in the church, just as much as you're leading it, you're a part of that church as well and leading, um, you're being led by the spirit as well. But also you're with a team of people who have practiced. You guys have spent time together, uh, community together. Can you guys talk a little bit about what that's been like just being on a worship team together? Yeah, I think part of the team structure is what makes me not feel as nervous just because, like, we get to do this together. And um, I, no offense to anyone else I've ever played with, but this is probably my favorite team right now that right. I'm getting to play with right now. And I think it's it's really cool because we kind of formed out of the pandemic and, you know, we were all kind of going through processing that. And then we were able to kind of form this team together. And, um, it's just been really special because it's really kind of become a small group to us as well. Like we spend time, um, you know, praying for each other and, and going just beyond the rehearsal. And, um, you know, we all, we went to, you know, one of our team's wedding, um, this year. And then, uh, tomorrow we have a funeral to go to for somebody from our team, not from our team, but a family member of, of a team member. And, um, yeah, I was I was joking with someone I saw team. I was like, we marry and bury. Like this is like a full, yeah, a full right. experience full because, and that's part of what being a family is, right? It's beyond yeah. just we show up and crank out songs. Um, we get to build this trust with each other that is much deeper. Yeah, and that's really the goal. That's the ideal that we've always wanted for all the worship teams. I know a lot of them are that way. They they form relationships, and that's not just the people on the platform. That's people in the booth and all that. Mm-hmm. Any yeah. thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it. It's, you know, those, you know, the people that I've been on teams with over the years are who I have the deepest connection with. And, you know, that, you know, you, that you almost kind of goes without saying because of, you know, kind of what Jessica was saying, you know, you spend that time, you know, beforehand, you know, reading or, you know, talking about the message on Sunday, you know, just sharing life together, you know, things that you're going through and things you need prayer for celebrating wins together. Uh, you know, there's people I haven't played with at one line, you know, I've, you know, it's almost been 10 years. I've 
played on teams with a lot of different people over the years and you know it's still cool to be able to connect with them you know even yeah. even now as you know time progresses and just to catch up and you know see how see how everybody's doing i was thinking about that when you were right before you talked i was like that's probably been on if we looked the amount of people that someone's been on with seth might be up there with someone who's been yeah. on who's connected with a lot of different people through worship teams um because i know you played at the East Campus a little bit, yep. and then um, obviously West Campus. Did you ever play in Henderson? That is I, not ever on a Sunday. Okay. okay. Really? Not ever? Never. Oh. Well, give them a shout well, out, yeah, Henderson. That, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He'll sub in. Hey, He'll can you fill in, in for base? Because I have a feeling <laughs> yeah. they, they've needed they probably, that one or one, once or twice. So and, and it may be a similar answer. What do you wish people, as far as in the congregation, what do you wish people knew about worship teams and worship leading? Like, if they could kind of get inside your shoes, what do you wish they would know about that that would be, you think, helpful or uh, insightful? Uh, none of us are professionals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's like, yeah. A, like a more of like a practical thing. It's like this is, you know, this is not any, you know, most people's full-time job. You know, we all have jobs outside of this. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's you know, it's, yeah, I think it's, you know, it doesn't take to be a professional to to do this. You just have to have a heart to want to lead people. Yeah, that's true. And, and I think, see, we have, and a structure of our staff is we have one person that we pay that's the director of all of it to kind of keep it moving and yep. keep it organized. But everybody else that you see on the platform is, um, is someone that's just volunteered their time. Just, and, and that's not just on Sunday mornings. That's the thing I wish people would know is yep. uh, there's more practices that go into that. It's yep. time in the building together, but it's also time when you have to listen in your car and mm-hmm. listen to the songs and go over them. What about you, Jessica? Yeah, well, I would agree. Um, well, I feel like One Life is very fortunate that we have musicians that many that are to the level of professional, like, yeah, we're, we're not getting paid to be here. And, uh, but it feels like a part-time job because of the commitment that we have to, you know, picking out songs takes a lot. Um, we talk with Lindy quite a bit about, you know, what does a song mean? And we spend a lot of time thinking about that. And I think that's something that maybe the congregation doesn't know, um, beyond just picking a song. Okay. What, what's a song that's going to sound good? What's a song that our musician group can play, but also do these lyrics make sense? So do we support them theologically? Do they support the mission and vision of one life and do we as a team agree with these lyrics as well because we've chatted through some lyrics sometimes <laughs> yeah. and they're like hey yep. so we might have a time where someone says you know i don't want to lead this song because this does not speak to me i'll still play it i'm not gonna leave the stage if we do it but i don't feel comfortable <laughs> with this coming from me um can and you name names no. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, when they looked at each other like you gonna ask or am i gonna ask like <laughs> it's a joke but we both were thinking, yeah yeah um I'll, t- I'll tell you when the mics are off <laughs> But, but I think that's good, right? We need to be able to say, like, actually, this does not resonate with what my belief system is, but it's not against biblical teaching, so we'll still do it, but maybe this person doesn't want to lead it. So there is a lot of that that goes into it. Well, that kind of leads into, I think, the importance of, like, how how much, like, obviously the time it takes into that, but then also um, the importance of that role. So thinking through those things, not just specifically, obviously you're trying to protect maybe the church in a sense, like if there's something you're like, oh, if this is something one life would necessarily would sing, but also even as a group, you guys have to have community and know each other well enough to be able to say those things. Oh, so yeah. like to be able to say like, Hey, I don't think I'm going to sing this. Maybe you can sing it, you know, right. if you want to. <laughs> um, so it's like, even that just kind of even continues to further the point of like what community really looks like inside of these conversations. Yeah. And, and then it's an affirmation that you care enough to where you're not just, Oh, this is kind of a hit on Christian radio. Let's do this right. song. 
it has to resonate with where you are and mm-hmm. you've got to be able to express that sincerely, uh, which you do think through, which, yeah. uh, that's one of the good things about not being professionals in a sense, we could hire somebody to come in and just crank out songs. Uh, but we're not just cranking out songs. We're actually have people that care deeply and have these conversations. And, and some of the songs really do kind of toss you like, Hmm, okay, mm-hmm. what do I think about this? Yeah. And that can be, that can be difficult. And I know that because people in the congregation also come up <laughs> to me and say, yeah. well, what do you think about this? <laughs> Cause sure. uh, lyrics to songs are an interesting mm-hmm. animal to deal with. Um, so, uh, what do you, as, as far as worship engagement and in your own experience, you've been in the congregation, you listen, you're led by other teams, you're on a team. What would you coach people to do to help them to just have a deeper experience worship or engage on a, on a deeper level? Just if they struggle with that, some people it comes very natural. I think other people are just, eh, I feel kind of funny doing all this. I would say, you know, it's, they're not just words on a screen or words that are part of a song, you know, actually, you know, think about what it is that they're trying to convey in the song. You know, if it's something that, you know, you do struggle with, it's, you know, maybe you're not particularly musical and, or even if you are and you're just, you know, if it's a new song or, you know, just another way to think about it is to, you know, is to just stop and just think about what it is that you're actually singing. Cause some of the songs that we sing, I mean, they're deep, and it's like, and it's even for me, sometimes it's like, you know, I have to check my own self. It's like, do I believe this? You're just like, or how deep of a level do, you know, where, you know, where do I fall in this spectrum? Cause I mean, there's definitely times where you do struggle with that, but you know, that's, that's kind of the cool thing about it too, is, you know, you can take that to him and that's, you know, in that time and, you know, and, and give it to him. Yeah. It, there, yeah, there comes, sometimes their words will come up and I think, can I really sing this? I mean, not that I disagree with them. I'm like, is this where my heart is? Am I really this sincere as it's saying I am? And then plus, you ever had the songs where it talks about raising your hands and you're not raising your hands? I, I just have to hang up with that. I, I will, if it tells you to raise your hand, I'll go ahead because I can't oh, see, sing and I'm about the opposite. it not doing it. I'm like, I'm not going to do it because you told me to do it. <laughs> Well, I can't. So okay. So I wonder what that says about you. I, I feel that like says we're a good me. balance of each other. There, there, there you go. <laughs> you I'm told Sarah me too. on that one because I just feel like it's so. It's just so. You know. But I can't say it without doing it. it I, I can't. Yeah. If it's telling you, I will raise my hands to you, and if I'm sitting there with my hands in my pockets, that just feels makes me feel funny. Yeah. So, what about you? You get it? Um. Well, again, loved everything. My. My uh, co-musician just said, <laughs> "But you're balancing uh, yeah, one another go, as well, right?" When you go second, then a yeah. lot of the good answers are taken. Uh, I think another thing is that, and I guess, in addition to what Seth has said, that it's okay. Sometimes there's Sundays where I don't sing. Maybe I just need to listen. Maybe I yeah. just need to be in the space and reflect on the lyrics and. Um, and I think that's okay. I want people to know. And we've even talked about that from the stage and different coaching things. Like, you know, if you're at a point today where you're not feeling joy in your heart today, and so this song about joy just does not resonate with you, it's okay to just be in the space and ask God to fill it. And that's okay too. So uh, we don't have to all come and be like, woo, woo, you know, and have this experience. Sometimes we need to push ourselves to get to a new place, but other times, like, it's okay. It's okay to just be authentic in that um and you've coached people that way from from the platform like 
Yes, yeah, so <laughs> like I'm scared. Getting, Beth's gonna be like, that's not or something. match what is the, uh, the tenets yeah, of the belief that? system here. <laughs> no. So I didn't go to school. You for told people ministry, what? So. No, but we've said depending on the song, and not all the time, but um, I've done it like, too. Hey, it's if okay. You just need to if you just need to be in this space, like that's sure. okay. Yeah. So um, you don't have to necessarily be a certain way or do a certain thing. And I do like that one life kind of drops the lights during worship. So if you do have any form of expression of what you're going through during worship, it doesn't feel like all eyes are on you too, which is nice to kind of have that. It's interesting you say that because where that came from for it was from all those years ago, the church we were prior, uh, we were talking about that. Are we going to have the lights up or down? Mm -hmm. And the vote was down and it wasn't because we wanted to look like a concert. I mean, I like concert lighting. I have a thing for that, but it was really truly because people didn't want to be as self-conscious. They, they wanted, I want things muted so I can feel a little freer in the room. And that was where that came from. And then we added the concert lighting just to, you know, spice it up a little bit. But the, to your point, I mean, it's how can I express things uh, in, authentically and all that sort of stuff. So it is kind of good coaching because, and we probably ought to go ahead and say that more often, like if you're in a space and we're singing about joy and you're not really feeling that joy, you can, you know, go with the, uh, yeah. The route that you're on there. Yeah. And I think that's important too. I mean, uh, we talked about this in a previous episode a little bit of like, what's the thing that is still unique about that space? Like you're still in that space with a community of people um, singing together. Even if you're not singing, you're still there with a group of people in the community doing that. And it's like, there's something really mm -hmm. important about that um, to be able to be a part of it. I think as we learn more about just our brains and how we process and how we spend time with one another, it's really important to be with people in those spaces and then also knowing like even if we're sitting and hearing the same content that we all know we're kind of hearing the same thing and can discuss it and even if it's a song we're not quite feeling maybe it's a conversation point to talk to someone afterwards too yeah now your team is obviously taking time to you know forge relationships and have been doing this together for a while do you have some future ambitions i mean uh that you're hoping to change up things in the future or go to another church or do concert. I, no, no. But how, what do you see in the future as far as how worship goes? I mean, is it going to be a little bit more retro? Is it going to be kind of reaching into new different kinds of sounds or anything? You guys ever talk about that kind of thing? I don't we're just going, we <laughs> it this way. So we're still kind of rebuilding our, our worship ministry. So we have three teams again, uh, but we're still trying to fill in some of the holes with each right. team. So I don't think we have felt like we've, um, gotten to the point where we can dream quite that big yet but it would be awesome to you know when you can have sometimes a new experience that kind of shifts from the regular every Sunday is really awesome so it'd be nice to like um, bring in some other worship artists from other um, churches here in town and and give them opportunities to share their music we have some really great like local musicians that write you know original pieces and so it'd be cool to like yeah. give that okay. space but so there you go so that's probably signing a record deal that you just haven't <laughs> announced yet. No, I wish that'd be kind of cool. Uh, not, not really. Uh, but I was just, you know, thinking about, you know, like what the future of worship is. It's, I would, you know, just personally, I think that, you know, I know this is, I think could probably been a push too is, you know, just to get younger people involved. It's not that, you know, yeah. you know, we're particular, I'm in my early thirties, but you know, to, you know, get other, you know, other young people in, involved. I think that's the, one of the coolest things. Cause I got, you know, I was involved at such a young age and you know what that has meant in my life to be able to, you know, help do that for somebody else, I think would be really cool. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because we, we are making intentional moves and uh, to, 
to bring high schoolers up and, and just and, and people in college age and all that to, to participate actively in that, that we, so if you're out there, you know, <laughs> uh, plus we do have some places that we'd like to get filled a little bit more and that kind of thing. So you have any pet peeves <laughs> when it comes to worship leading? Yes, but I'm afraid to say them in a recorded setting. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yes. what makes them the most interesting. This is why Jessica and I are friends, okay? These yeah, are right. oh, honest no conversations. Shame. I can't, I can't document this. It can be um, that, the, that the, the preacher said he was going to talk on one subject and really didn't. <laughs> I mean, I know that. And we went through and built a set around this idea. And then the idea is like, Did you do that recently or something? Actually, I did do it recently. But I know I've done it a lot of times. <laughs> I got complained about it over in Henderson. I have a good excuse. But has that happened to you before? I don't know about that particular. I do have a pet peeve, though. Oh, do you? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's uh, different. Clapping off tempo. Oh. <laughs> yes. I think you mentioned that a couple Which weeks ago. You're like, oh, they're going to try and clap on this song. It's like, oh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. It's really good. <laughs> the one so how should we hear this? So if I'm oh. out there and I don't know what tempo, should I just, just wait for your lead or just not do it? Just don't clap. Just, just don't, don't clap. Just okay, don't. We just don't. never want you to clap along. <laughs> You never want them to clap along? Really? Never in my heart have I been like, this is bringing joy to God with this clapping. I've never thought that ever. I love that. Man, I think it says in the Bible to clap your hands. Yeah, so I know. Well, you can clap at the end. We at can the end. celebrate okay. God together. Well, that's my pet peeve when people don't clap at the end, which happens pretty frequently. And, uh, it, I say it's definitely worse if you don't have a drummer when people try to like oh. clap along because then it's yeah. just a tra- it's an utter, utter, utter train wreck yeah. at that point. Jay Jay is our drummer and shout out Jay and he's really good if people are like clapping all crazy like he'll do just like a really heavy beat to get everybody on the <laughs> this same. Is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he can read the room really well. Um, so mine would be while well, I said you know you, it's okay to have times where you don't feel like singing and all of that or even if you need to like just have a moment or step away or sit down. But when we invite everyone who is physically able to stand and people just don't, that is <laughs> like, you, Do you actually use the words physically God. able. I say, um, if you're able, won't you stand? If you're with able, us? won't because you stand? They and they don't. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and most, most, most of the time do. they do. Um, and some people just kind of sit there. Yeah. And I'm always like, right, but maybe then they're going something through something and they, they just need that space. But um, <laughs> that Seth knows what I'm talking like about. That or like the people who are just, yeah, fold yeah. their arms. And just and, like uh, deadpan, right. just staring you, at you. Then you, you just feel kind of weird. Like, so that's hard. Um, yeah. So just be aware. Isn't it interesting though? It's like they show up. Like they want to, you know, they've made the decision there, to yeah. be there. Um, and yet there's something there that's, you know. Yeah. And that's why I wonder, like, if you were ever that person and what made you unfold your arms. Because I was. I mean, I, I yeah. go to church and, okay, I don't even like these songs because I liked music that I had in my own life. And I didn't like church music. So I would just mm-hmm. go in and kind of stand there. Uh, but there was a time that transition happened that I unfolded my arms and actually participated. Yeah. So what did that, uh, if it did do yeah. that for you? So And it's definitely a me hope. issue. I just need to get over that and know that they're maybe going through something and maybe next time they'll That's probably like what that person but, is thinking But it, right does, now. it throws us from the stage sure, yeah. and we're like, join us in worship. I'm like, okay, I guess you didn't yeah. feel like yeah, that. Lack of enthusiastic <laughs> response <laughs> well, is not hard. Fun, yeah. So we do, it is nice being on stage to see people enjoying the experience. So we do appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah, that's. I, I was just thinking about, um, you said the thing about clapping at the end. I wanted to come back to that because I was like, oh, okay. that's kind of an interesting conversation. Because it is one of those things, I've always thought of it like it's weird to me. I've always had this thought that it's weird to me because it's like, it feels like we're clapping for a performance. Yeah. And you don't see it that way. (laughs) Or you are saying that. No, but I, 
one of my I'm most interested. One of my most fascinating topics for me is the the mix of the practical and the spiritual. Because some of the reason I like it is because I have been on the stage. I've been I've been a worship leader. I've been a musician. I've done all that, and dead space between songs is mm-hmm. awkward to me. I, I will admit it. When I'm at a when I'm at a campus, I will be the one that starts everybody clapping. And some of it is just I'm filling space, which I don't know if that's spiritual or not spiritual. I don't. And whether it's for a performance or not, I just there's something I just can't do that. And I'm having sympathy for the people on the platform because it helps kind of transition things. But uh, but the Bible also does say clap your hands. So and apparently, if you can't do it on beat, you better do it somewhere. I mean, it's harsh, but it's get, true. You get the stink eye from Jessica from the platform. Like, oh, yeah, come on, man. I'll always remember that now. I'll be at West and like, I'm not even supposed to be doing this. But I but yeah, like- but that is but but it's not it's not often in churches. I know that's something we do at One Life and always have in a sense, and it's become a tradition. But I think it's it's purely the practicality of it, which I don't know if that's spiritual or not. What do you guys think? Is it? Should I'm we clap or should we not know. clap? No, I was going to say, I actually, I think that there's a part of me that almost agrees a little bit with Sarah where it's like, I, cause I, something that I've personally struggled with ever since I've been playing, is it, is it to not be a performance is to not make right. it about myself? Because I know like when I was in high school, that's something I wrestled with a lot is, you know, is like getting like personal satisfaction and like, right. you know, kind of feeling good. And I don't think that's inherently a bad thing, but I know I went through a phase where that's why I was doing it. Right. So I think that I'm, I'm I'm like always super guarded on that now. Yeah. So you know, whenever that happens, I think there's a part of me that like I just have to check myself that like no, they're not they're not clapping for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and and I, I think on a more on a more spiritual level, I do think sometimes it can reflect enthusiasm that's yeah. genuine. Now I admit I probably create it to fill space, <laughs> which is terrible. I, we are editing it, this out. You know, no, this it's is a terrible thing. As the pastor, I'm just wanting to fill space. <laughs> but I know in, in times past it came from a reflection of enthusiasm, like mm-hmm. people had a chance to. Because the Bible does say to shout, the Bible does say to clap, it does say to dance. It's a, it says to do all those kinds. Mm-hmm. That's the closest most people are ever going to get to dancing in church is moving their hands around a little bit. Yeah. So, any thoughts? No, um, I I like it. Um, Especially, so West sings really loud. Our congregation sings really loud. And it's so neat to hear that, uh, all that sound just coming back. So when they clap and cheer at the end, it is just an extension of the celebration they've already been doing. So for me, like, I like that. Um, But I do think Seth makes a really good point about when when you're a musician, kind of finding that balance of um, having pride in what you do, but knowing that this is not a prideful thing. And that we're doing this for God and we're creating a space for the congregation. And um, I think it's nice that we have this um, three team rotation. So it doesn't become the Jessica show or the Seth show or the whoever right. show. That's a good point. And that there's two weeks we're off where we can just be part of the congregation and enjoy worship in that way. Right. And I think that improves us as musicians too, um, to be able to worship. And that's, and that's something I wish people would know too, because I've faced that battle. You face it in preaching, but I faced it more playing music because mm-hmm. it is performance ish because yeah. it is in the world and all that. So, but there is a wrestling match when I want to do good evils right there with me. I mean, you, you, you'll be just worshiping along and all of a sudden you start thinking, Oh yeah, check me out. I, I, I'm playing well. I practice this song. And then you're like, wait a minute. I, then that sort of back and forth can go along in your head and it can be kind of torturous quite honestly. Yeah. It's one of the things I don't like about leading worship is the spiritual battle going on inside you. Am I performing or am I leading? Mm-hmm. You're kind of doing a mix of both quite honestly mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah. 
it's hard to avoid. That's good. I mean, that was that wasn't in our questions, but I think that's oh. interesting to process through and think about. I, and even as you guys were saying that, um, I kind of had this thought. I was reading this book a couple weeks ago, and um, they were talking about a younger generation loves, you know, trying to see what they would say as authentic moments, right? And even if we see like TikToks or Instagrams, and we're seeing people try to not make their videos look as professional because they want it to be more authentic. Right. And it's just funny to think about that because it's like, you know, we've tried really hard for a lot of years to try to make, th- not just here at One Life, but I mean in general, like society's tried to make things look really polished. And then I think we have this really nice um, uh, appreciation when like someone say like, hey, we didn't start that song right, let's start over. Like, mm-hmm. and there's some authenticity there. But what I also think is authentic is when you don't notice any issues because you guys have put time into that. And I think that's important too. So when, as we yeah. are even celebrating at the end of a song, I think we're celebrating even the time that's been, that's gone into not just the people on the stage, the people that are back in the booth who have, you know, put together lyrics and um, tried to help with like making sure every note, everyone knows what time to be places and things like that. There's a lot of other things that go into an entire team of people. Um, and I think it's something to celebrate. Yeah. I think you're right. See, so in the end, we need to clap. (laughs) I might have just changed my mind. I might start clapping after songs. I don't know. Well, what helped me on the performance thing was the Bible does include who wrote the song. It doesn't just say, you know, this is just the word of God. It says of David or of Asaph or something like that, and it will credit the songwriter. And so as a musician, I always took that as an encouragement to, you know, you can be, we can put your name up on the screen and say you wrote this song and, and, God's like, that's okay, because you know, it's okay to know that. So that's the balance part of it that always helped me a lot. But I, I appreciate the fact that it is a wrestling match, and you can battle those things. And yeah. It's one of the difficulties and challenges of being on the platform and leading people. I got two questions for you guys before we wrap up here. Two. Yeah. One's just, well, they're, ready. Both, they're both just sort of fun. So any songs right now that you just are really, you really enjoy, like leading, being a part of, your team going through, um, or any in the last couple of years that have really been impactful? Jessica. Um, oh, my gosh. So Seth doesn't steal yours. I'll let you go first. You want me to have she's Seth? Gonna, she's going to no. steal no, mine. Why can I not? The song <laughs> we like just did in our last set that Kim led. Yeah, the one that I was going to say. Oh. Okay. No. <laughs> well, if you both say it, that's a confirmation. Okay, it must be awesome. Uh, it's nothing good. else. Yes. Yeah. That's so good that's been the one that... Um, talk about like lyrics that convict Ooh. us. We, we were talking about it like, okay, who's going to coach on this one? And, um, and which coaching for those who are not on worship team, that's when we speak before a song to kind of tee up a new song or help explain something or create a space um, for, for the congregation. And so um, everybody had something in that song that meant something to them. Um, and Seth ended up speaking before it and it was really, really powerful. That's the one you were going to say? Yeah. yeah. All right. So you need to listen yeah. to that song. I think yeah. we do it at East. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. It yeah. is done here. Yeah. So. But you were at West when they, they did that a couple that's weeks ago. That's true. Yeah, I was. You were. That's right. I, was, I was over there at West. And, and that's one that has lyrics that every now and then I'll kind of sandbag a little bit because I'm looking at it like, <laughs> can I say this authentically? I mean, mm-hmm. I'd, yeah, like, to, I'd like to. I'm sorry when I come with my agenda. Yeah. If that doesn't like stab me yeah. in the heart every time with my agenda for every single thing I do. Well, that's right. It also says man. I don't want blessings. And I remember just this, yes. they did it this past week and I kind of whispered in my breath, okay, Lord, I would like a few blessings, but I but <laughs> pretty much. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how to sort those things out. That's but. a great one. Uh, one I've been listening to that we haven't, put in our rotation uh, is Come Again by Maverick City. Mm. And um, 
the bridge is it's not a building you want to fill. It's my heart. And that oh, just gets go. me every time because like we that. do, we do want people to come through our doors, right? We want to transform yeah, sure. lives. Um, but the true transformation comes in our hearts and then our relationships with others. And the church is just a building that helps give us that opportunity. So um, that one gets me. Um, but it's I don't good. know if it'll pass the litmus test to work into our, our sets or not. We'll just come up here and play it up here in the studio. <laughs> that's right. It's right here live. Uh, Brett and Seth will both play bass. We'll have two bass. Yeah. A bass duel. Is, is the plural of bass bass? Sorry. Bases. There are bases. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My brain just went. Welcome to my brain. Um, okay, last question. Any moments that have just been really funny that people wouldn't have noticed or uh, happened at a practice or things as you guys are preparing for songs or like, oh, this was just funny? Hmm. Well, that, well there, I, have, I have a couple. This was actually a few weeks ago, and it spoke to kind of what you said where I, Ryan had started a song, and he just was like, I'm sorry, guys. Like this is in the wrong key. I started it wrong. Like I got, I got to start this. Again. Said, he said that. Yeah, he was like, I'm okay. stopping. I started I'm the stopping. wrong key. Yep. But one of the and this was it was a very uncomfortable time. This was a, this was a long. This was probably before I was at One Life. Probably twelve to thirteen years ago. Uh, we were doing How He Loves, which is you know been been around for a while. But it's in I believe it's in three four. I don't think it's in six eight. I can't. I now right. now I can't remember. But our drummer was in four four. I was playing it in three four. I think, and my singer thought it was in six eight. And we did the whole song like that. Did they, it made oh. it through the whole thing? The like, whole thing. And people were wondering, man, there's something really odd about this song. I just can't put my finger on it. It's just, you know, it's like really avant garde thing. I can't it must be jazz. You guys made yeah. it through the whole thing. Yeah, it really. was awful. <laughs> you kept plowing ahead. Should have done what Ryan did. Yeah. Said, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I love that you did that too at that uh, service. And I told him, I was like, thank you for doing that. I was like, I just love that every once in a while we need people to be like, hey, we messed that up. Can we just start over? Yeah, like, that's right. Do over. Do it. Mulligan time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, that's probably one of my favorites. Um, so when that comes to mind, and you truly can edit this out. This <laughs> goes again. We're not editing anything. Uh, so I was speaking, I was doing a, a coaching uh, before a set, oh, and I, I said, <laughs> Oh, this is what I was hoping for. Something we're going to laugh. So we uh, had some musicians out, so we're doing this very, like, acoustic, tiny team kind of set. And so I was kind of setting up, you know, this is going to be a, a bit different today. And, kind of, you know, this is this new kind of style we don't normally do. And it's just a stripped-down acoustic. And I hear, woo-woo, from the crowd. And I was like, yeah, let's hear acoustic worship. Yeah, let's hear it for acoustic worship. And the person goes, no, stripping, woo-hoo. Oh. <laughs> and then I just... Stood there and like I don't get embarrassed. So, things don't bother me. But that just oh threw my me. Someone yelled that trying, for the congregation. Yeah, what are you yeah. people thinking? Uh, and it was so. And everybody just busted out laughing. Uh, but I was trying to you know create this like serious <laughs> spiritual space, and it was like yeah. you know what. God is funny too. Like yeah, it's yeah, okay to right. laugh and it's okay. Like that was kind of bad <laughs> phrasing on my end to even say that to begin with. And that's true. So true. it's just a reminder that sometimes I take myself too seriously in this yeah. too, because it is a responsibility, right? We do need sure. to prepare and we yeah. need to do our best. Um, but it's okay to just be silly too. Did you ever figure out who it was? It was I your husband, Sean, know. wasn't it? No, it was <laughs> not my husband, Sean. Um, I know who it was because we talked about it later. Oh man. <laughs> Good. Fun. That is. It's Those excellent. Good stories. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us sharing a little bit just of your experience and things you've um, kind of been a part of and 
I, as someone who just attends West, I appreciate you guys being a part of the leading and speaking into ways that, you know, as just a, a congregation that we get to kind of spend time together and worship and appreciate you guys a lot. Thank you so much. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Brett. Yes. What else do you want to talk about? Was What else is coming up? You want to tell everyone when the Because event is? I do. I, I don't know. know what it is. I'm, I'm not glad communication you asked it that way. director anymore. Actually, and I, I said it a few weeks ago in the intro to a sermon where I said it wrong. Uh, I said 23rd and 24th. It is September 24th and 25th. That is a Saturday night um, and a Sunday morning. We will do one on a Sunday morning, so just one service that day. One Saturday so, night, one Sunday one morning? One Saturday night, one Sunday morning. Oh. So at the East Campus, and we're going to decorate it up and change it around a little bit and all that. But yeah. I'm going to ask the question Sunday. that every person asks me first after they hear a date. Okay. Is there childcare? Absolutely. Here we go. It's always a no, question. There's, there will be on Sunday morning, but not on Saturday night. Okay, good to know. Yes. Yeah, that's why we're doing the Saturday night, so the people who work in the kids' ministry can actually participate in the event. I love it. Cool. i um, All right. Brett, thanks for being my friend. <laughs> I feel like we had to book <laughs> no, you No, thanks for being my friend. I finally made it. <laughs> yeah, Pretty cool. There we go. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And as always, if you have any questions, anything you want to pass along uh, to Jessica and Seth, you can email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org or anyone else that you think we should talk to or have some conversations with. We'd love to talk to them. And I'd just love to receive some emails because I don't think it works anymore because <laughs> I haven't got it in a while. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being a part uh, of this conversation. And we'll see you again next time.